almost missed There we go. Exit. All right. <laughs> a little bit of crazy driving. Today's show is sponsored by our good friends over at Tortuga Backpacks. And no matter the season, spring, summer, winter, or fall, you want to make sure that you have the right travel equipment with you when you're traveling. And for me, that means my Tortuga backpack, no matter where I go all over the world. So if you're looking for a high quality backpack, one that is the perfect size, but still carry on so you don't have to pay those pesky bag fees, make sure you head on over to tortugabackpacks.com and use the promo code EPOP, E-P-O-P, all capital letters. That will get you 10% off your entire order. The Extra Pack of Peanuts Travel Podcast, Episode 177. While gas in Norway is an astronomical $9.26 per gallon, Venezuela has the world's cheapest gas at only $0.04 per gallon. And all you have to deal with is a little rampant corruption. Hello, travel nerds, and welcome to the Extra Pack of Peanuts Travel Podcast, the show that teaches you how to travel more while spending less. I'm your host, Travis Sherry, and joining me today is Mrs. Leadfoot herself, the person who, when I was just going 70 in a 45, said to me, why are you going so slow? My wife and constant travel companion, Heather. To be fair, I thought the speed limit was 65. Uh, uh, as I was speeding by all the other cars Guys, this is another session Another episode of our road trip session So if you're listening to this, if you're binge listening As a lot of people listen to podcasts as I like to do And you just listened to our top 16 US road trips episode And now you're listening to this We are still driving in a 2003 Mini Cooper S which is why the podcast, if you haven't listened to any of the other road trip sessions, why it sounds a little different. We're recording while we are actually driving, which is very apropos for this subject matter, right, Heath? Absolutely. Apropos. One of my favorite words in the English, I, get, I mean, it is English, but it's French in the English language. One of the only things I learned from our one professor who we both had together in college because we went to the same university, and we both disliked with a passion was the word apropos. Yeah, he overused it. Yeah, he used it quite a lot. So it is very apropos, which means appropriate, because we are on a road trip, the end of a road trip, and we're, we are recording the road trip sessions here. So we are driving a 2003 Mini Cooper S from New Hampshire. We just got done visiting Heather's family all the way back down to Philadelphia. And today, Heath, we are going to be giving people the road trip survival kit. How many items do we have for them? We have 18 items, and some of them are common sense, but we have a couple interesting ones that might surprise you and intrigue you. 
yeah, this is a checklist of things that you should be bringing every time you hop on a road trip. And if you haven't, as we mentioned, listened to the Top 16 U.S. Road Trips episode, you can go check that out on iTunes, on Stitcher. And to be clear, it is the Top 16 Road Trips in the U.S. in the summer. In the summer. Summertime. Summertime, because summertime to us means road trips when we're at home in the U.S. Or even when we're abroad, we take road trips. But these are U.S. road trips. So you're going to want to check out that episode. As always, guys, you can get all the show notes. You can also get the... I don't know if you can hear that rumbling. We are now in a very nasty part of I-95 heading into New York City. I should mention, Heather's very daring. I left it up to her on where we should go, which way we should go. And you chose... I chose because when driving up to New England, you have to go through New York City. It's the quickest way. But we usually choose to bypass it by going over a further north bridge called the Tappan Zee Bridge because you don't have to go straight through Manhattan. And even though the mile, the distance is a little bit longer, it often ends up being quicker because there's less traffic. But being that it is 10.38 p.m. on a Monday night, I decided to go with my gut and take the quicker route per mile. Yes, so you might be listening to this as we go over the devil that is the George Washington Bridge. We're hoping that there's a lot of traffic. Sometimes you can get stuck on that for, you know, upwards of a, a few hours. Oh, I was one time stuck there for four hours. Yeah, it's it can be pretty brutal. So we don't usually do it, but we're going to try it out this time. So Living on the edge. Living on the edge here. So if you hear some weird sounds... If you hear maybe us getting a little bit of road rage, it's because we're actually currently driving right now. Hopefully, as we said before, you don't hear police sirens and us getting pulled over, although I guess that might make for a decent part of the podcast. So let's jump into it. We've got all the things that you need for a road trip survival kit. So it has to start us off. All right. So we have 18 items. We're going to start with number one and being that we love food and we talk about food a lot on our podcast number one is snacks both healthy and unhealthy yeah we're breaking we we just broke a lot of my road trip rules just in the last 20 minutes and we'll get into what some of those are those will come out as we go through the survival kit i think but we always try to bring snacks with us because When you have a road trip, one of the most fun things to do is eat while you're driving, eat while you're doing... You don't have to pull over, you don't have to stop at these rest areas and get either, like, breakfast sandwiches that have been sitting there for hours or McDonald's or anything like that. So what... You are the snack queen. You always... Actually, I would say your sister is the snack queen. She... Her car, she's behind us right now, is loaded down with... Pounds oh of different gosh. snacks. She probably has like three grocery bags filled with just snacks. Yeah, she is a snack queen, but we're not driving with her. So we did break one of our own rules because we just stopped at a Panera to get some dinner, which I don't usually like to do because it takes a long time and things like that. We like to have a lot of snacks with us. So what are some of your favorite snacks when you're on a road trip? So I really like to pack some healthy snacks such as apples, any other fruit that's easy to eat in the car. I also really like smart food popcorn, any type of little popcorn snack, things like that. Those are my favorite. You, you love the trail mix. You're the always getting mix. different Trader Joe's trail, Trader Joe's mixes. trail mixes. 
things like that are always good to have in the car because they fill you up. And I like to have things that have little pieces in it because then it like passes the time if you take a bite. And when I get sleepy when I'm driving, which on those epic road trips to Florida, like it's the last couple of hours and you're so tired. Like if you're eating something, you can stay awake usually, hopefully. I, I love the smart food popcorn, but I find that I just keep eating it. I feel like the first like handful has so much flavor, and then it just dissipates little by little until I'm still eating it, and it doesn't feel like it still has that flavor. We like the Indiana popcorn, the kettle corn, right? This yeah, is sweet that's really and salty. Good. That's You've really turned good me onto that. I really like when I have like a sandwich pack and we're from the northeast so sandwiches are you know we like hoagies what we call them or subs as a lot of you guys call them but i love when i have a hoagie because it's messy and it's a pain to eat while you're driving but it kind of just reminds me of road trips yeah, like, like we'll a stop wawa at, yeah wawa is a convenience store near us if you guys are from the northeast you probably know about wawa a uh, convenience store that makes ready to make or, or made, to order. made to order sandwiches and so we'll just go, and I, I love having a hoagie with me because then I know. I usually try to wait like an hour before I dip into it, but it's, no. It's usually like the first five minutes I'm already halfway done. Yeah. So there's some of the snacks. I love, I do love having fruit. Even if it's a little messy, I really like sometimes having strawberries, blueberries, watermelon, pineapple. Um, yeah, you yeah on a road trip? Yeah, I use a toothpick. I know that's really refreshing. Sometimes... I feel like a little gross when I'm on a road trip because you are eating snacky stuff where if you're stopping, you're usually not getting good food. So sometimes it's nice and refreshing. Yeah. What's your favorite fast food place to eat on a road trip? Well, like we said, one of my rules is I don't love stopping on road trips, which is kind of a counterpoint to what I'm going to tell you later on on this, but I don't like stopping for frivolous reasons. One of those is to eat sometimes. I just, I don't know. Um, but my favorite used to be, this was my one exception, whenever I drive down to Florida, I'd always be passing Manning, South Carolina, and they had a Sonic. Yeah. And I used to always pull off and eat at that Sonic because you could not get Sonic up in the Northeast. Now it's funny because, and I probably ate there, you know, I always say, if they only brought Sonic to the Northeast, I'd eat there every day. Yeah, I We have remember. a Sonic uh, within three miles of where we live, and I have not eaten at a Sonic in probably five years. Probably the last time I ate at a Sonic would have been when I was in South Carolina on a road <laughs> trip. So, but that used to be my go-to. Yeah, you used to love that when we were in college. What about yours? I, I kind of guess I think what you're going to say. Well, I don't really love fast food either, but I do have like one fast food chain that is my absolute favorite, and it's Chick-fil-A because they have like the best chicken sandwiches. So if we're on a road trip, I'm always scoping out for a Chick-fil-A because I'm happy to eat it. I should throw out another snack there and I agree Chick-fil-A is really good we actually I stopped at a mall the only problem with Chick-fil-A when you look it up on Google Maps sometimes you're in mall locations so you get off the exit and then you're like no I gotta park and actually go in the mall <laughs> adds a lot of time to your road trip but it does break it up sometimes I like having yogurt granola and berries and your sister That's does true. this well whenever we're getting ready in the morning to take a road trip she'll put it in little containers I love eating that for a morning snack on the road yeah, trip yeah that is a good one so, there you go. Snacks. All right. Food. Snacks. Food. We One got of our that favorite covered. subjects. Got it's that covered. It's pretty bumpy. I, I wonder if these guys can hear on the podcast. This, 
this section of 95 is just absolutely atrocious. Well, we're about to enter the biggest city in the country, so yeah. it's to be expected. Okay, number two, a cell phone charger <laughs> that works in the car. Because maybe you have a GPS, and obviously that's a good thing to have on a road trip, but we use our cell phone as our GPS. Uh, we use it for the Google Maps, and so we always are running out of battery on a road trip because we don't always have a cell phone charger with us, so for the car. And in this car right now that we're driving in, it has a USB port for the cigarette lighter. But it gets fidgety. But it doesn't work half the time, I so. feel like those type of charger things never seem to work yeah. as well as you want. Like, it's always messing up or not charging right or losing the charge or yeah. anything like so that. So maybe you just invest in a better one. I don't know. My cell phone's at 26%. We're two and a half hours from home. We know the way from here, so I guess we should be okay. We'll but. be fine. Sometimes <laughs> I get a bit nostalgic because we do rely on our phone so much. And I'm not saying, I'm not one of those people who doesn't have a phone. I have an iPhone 6, and I use it all the time. But I do get a little nostalgic sometimes with how much we're reliant on our phone. And so when we say cell phone charger, it's kind of like, oh, is that a necessity? But it, it really 100% is. I just kind of wish it wasn't as yeah. much for me. Well, I want to. I just want to throw it back here, even though it's not a Thursday. That's a little cheesy, but... Oh, are you talking <laughs> about social media? TBT? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to throw it back here because in our last podcast, we talked about how both of us took like that iconic road trip after we graduated high school. And I'm not trying to date ourselves, but that was in 2001, pre-smartphone, yeah. pre-like... I, GPS, we the Garmin, we the had a cell phone on our trip, but it we was did too, like a, but it didn't. It wasn't a smartphone. It was like right. a flip phone, right? Or no, mine, mine was a Nokia. Yeah, so I'm they're all those Nokia brick ones. Yeah, because my dad literally pulled out a map, drew the route because I drove from Northeast Pennsylvania up to Maine, and he like drew the route out on the map. He wrote step by step, handwritten in directions for me because there was no digital map. And, I mean, that was cool. It was exciting. Yeah. It was like, well, if you get lost, you would literally have to learn how to navigate a map. Yeah, we're going to get into some of the old school stuff because I still consider them necessities for road trips only because there's some, like, there's nostalgia there, but there's some utility there with them as well. I agree with you, Hath. I, I miss those days. I mean, sometimes now we start driving, we don't even look at where we're going ahead of time that much. And we're like, oh, we'll figure it out on the way. And that kind of, I don't know, it's... It's fine. It's the way it is. Yeah. But sometimes I do get a little, yeah, I don't know, bummed out about that. This this huge truck just cut me off. Good thing I'm in this super quick, super responsive mini. <laughs> well done avoiding that disaster. Okay, number three. This goes along with the electronics, and that is a some way to listen to music. What I have written down <laughs> here is a music device adapter of some sort. Now, if you have a brand new car, I would hope that it has Bluetooth or, you know, an auxiliary port or something like that. This 2003 Mini Cooper does not have either one of those things, so there's no way for us to listen to music, and you can have those AM, FM transmitter things whatever they never work especially when you're those in things are awful the they, northeast corridor where it's like new york philadelphia boston there's so many radio stations like they can never find one anyway some way to listen to music other than the radio because yeah, no offense the radio awful. is just garbage i can't even deal with it this will show you how few or well we've never had like super nice cars in our lives they've all been fine 
and we should mention the Mini that we're driving is actually a friend of ours. I mentioned in the last podcast that this was one of my, um, one of probably the best car I've ever had or driven. And we, I don't think I've ever had a car with an auxiliary that's been new enough that had an auxiliary jack so I could just plug my iPhone or anything into it. I don't think I ever have. So on that as well, we could talk about CDs. I mean, a lot of cars have CD players. So some way, I know that sounds funny, but some way to listen to music because without that, you're going to be sunk. I always find myself have, having to put my iPhone on and like, like I turn it on and I put the speaker on because I don't have any way to play it. I just have to listen to it. Yeah. As that, but obviously with the windows down, that never works. So um, I do occasionally, I don't know if this is illegal or not, do put one headphone in sometimes. Is that, that illegal? That, that might be illegal. Is it? With yeah, just one? I don't know. Okay. Let's, I don't let's know. not touch on that. <laughs> All right. So some way to listen to music. Music essential. Yeah. To a road trip. A good music playlist is something oh. that's a necessity. Oh, soundtracks can make or break road yep. trips. Okay, number four, an easy pass. Oh, so, do as we say, not as we do. Here's the thing. We have had an easy pass for the most of our adult life. However, our previous car was recently in a car crash, which is why we don't have a car right now. We weren't involved in the car crash, but we no longer had a car, and then we no longer had an easy pass because it somehow got lost in, in, the, the, shuffle, in the shuffle. Cleaning it out, who knows? So we just got back, you know, to Philadelphia, and we knew we were going to take this road trip, and we tried to acquire an easy pass before this trip. And we just, it just, we Pro tip, out. pro tip. If you go to the grocery store to get an easy pass where they sell them, you cannot get one before 8 a.m., at least at the Wegmans that we went to because customer service had to give it to us. We couldn't buy it from just a regular person at Wegmans. Also, pro tip, you can't buy them at any of the toll booths or service stations or service pauses or anything that we found and at all. You have to get them online now. So they've made it a little uh. more challenging to actually get an easy pass but I was just researching the tolls and a lot of the tolls the big tolls like we're going over the George Washington Bridge I read online it's cheaper if you have easy pass yeah a lot of them are cut you know like 10% or something or maybe even 20% I always said to you Heath who are these people who don't have easy pass why don't they get easy pass because we'd be flying through and people would have to stop and I always thought what is the reason that these people don't have easy pass that didn't have it I you know I was just perplexed because it's so easy. And now we are those people we who have to go people. through those For cash For this one lanes. trip, it will never happen again. Get an easy pass or a sunshine pass if you're in Florida. I think they still have them. Whatever your easy pass equivalent is, man, it just makes life so much better. Until, and I didn't know, one thing I didn't know though, because you have easy pass, is how much tolls cost. You know, we're used to maybe doing it 10, 15 years ago before easy pass. Oh, this used to be a couple dollars. I remember driving the other day and not having to pay without my easy pass. And it had gone up like double from what I, I remembered it. You're being. just getting old, Trev. Yeah. Okay, number five, a pillow. Yeah. <laughs> pretty self-explanatory. But you are the one who carries her pillows all over the world. Yeah. You, but I road like trips especially. Yeah, especially you know because if you're not driving, you want to be comfortable. And if you are driving, I hope you're not using a pillow. But you know, teach their own. Yeah, definitely bring a pillow, and especially if you're with a bunch of people, you know, if you're in the front seat, 
you should be the navigator. You should be the one. This is me getting on my soapbox a little bit. As someone who's gone on quite a few road trips and had to drive some, and then the person in the front seat and the passenger side, there's sitting shotgun. There's responsibility. You need to stay up with that person unless the person gives you express permission <laughs> to go to sleep. They feel okay. I think it's your duty to stay up if you're with multiple people. If it's just two of you, you know, then you might be swapping on and off. But if there's a bunch of people, I think yeah. I, I've, I've been driving before and we've had a bunch of people in the car. And, you know, the people in the bag are sleeping, and the person sitting shotgun goes to sleep too. I'm like, wait a second, like stay up with me. I'm tired as well. Yeah. So sometimes I'll like refuse to sit in the front seat if I know that I'm too tired to keep the driver awake. You know, for in a group of people. So yeah, definitely. Do your job as... Do your duty. Shotgun duty, right? Shotgun duty. Co-pilot duty. Okay. Number six. And this is something Travis never has and always wants and is always asking me for. Do you know what this could be, I always have them because luckily my great wife always brings at least two pairs. Those are sunglasses. And sometimes that second pair is another pair of women's sunglasses. Yeah, I'm 90% of the time rocking women's sunglasses. I... Whenever I get my own, I lose them or I break them, so I never want to get expensive ones. People say, oh, if you get expensive ones, you'll take better care of them. I'm not sure if that's the case with me. So I never really get sunglasses. So 90, probably even over 90% of the time, I am rocking whatever pair of sunglasses Heather doesn't want. And yes, usually they are pretty feminine. Yeah. So bring your own sunglasses. But definitely essential for a road trip because I am someone who squints quite a bit. And I'll be driving, driving, squinting, and then you're like, do you want sunglasses? Like, just use these ones. Because I never want to ask, because I feel bad, because you always <laughs> pick on me for not having them. And then I put them on, I'm like, wow, this is way more comfortable, and my head doesn't hurt anymore. Yeah. Sunglasses. Sunglasses. And jumping right on top of that one is number seven, which is a hat. Now, I know a hat may seem a little superfluous on a road trip you're in the car, but my lovely husband really likes to drive with the windows down. and I that's, mean, like, That should be a question for people, right? <laughs> Tweet us, right, Heath? Yeah. Are you a windows down or are you an AC person? Because I am 100% a windows down person. I can go either way most of the time. Uh, uh, really? Let me explain. Most of the time, I like the air conditioning because if we're on the highway, it's just too loud to have the windows down. And I did read that if you were going over 65 miles per hour, it yeah. actually is using the same less amount gas. or less gas. Yeah, the drag from having your windows open and things like that. So anyway, when we're on the highway, I don't forget to take the yep, right George Washington, to here. George Washington Bridge, here we come. I could have missed it. Anyway, I enjoy having the windows down if we're not on the highway and it's like a nice, beautiful day. But when the windows are down, my hair is blowing all over the place. Men, at least men with short hair, don't understand this. So I have to have a hat or something because even like a ponytail holder doesn't really cut it. I, I understand. I, I, I got you. You're getting your wish now because as we're recording this podcast, obviously windows are not down. We are not smelling that beautiful New York City air right now. We are in this little hermetically sealed Mini Cooper with the windows up. So you're getting your wish right now. Smalls. Right. But tweet us at Pack of Peanuts, guys. Let us know. Are you a windows up or windows down? More, are you an air conditioning person or are you a windows down type person when you're driving on a road trip? Let us know.
Okay, we're getting to kind of a tricky spot. Tricky the highway spot. Here. Keep going, half. <laughs> I'm all right. We just had to like. Yeah, we've lane. had to merge like 18 different times, but we're still good. George Washington Bridge. Okay, we're Connecticut. I just want to point this out, dude. Tweet us this. Tweet us at Pack of Peanuts. Leave in the show notes. We want to get interactive here. By far, my least favorite state to drive through in the entire country, and I haven't been through all of them, so you know, take this with a grain of salt. Is Connecticut? I hate it. I hate driving through Connecticut. For such a small state, it always takes way longer than I think. There's nothing good about driving through Connecticut, personally. I'm not saying everyone in Connecticut, one of my best friends is from Connecticut, but I don't like driving through it. And the gas is like 30 to 40 cents oh more gosh. expensive. This guy refuses to buy gas in Yet Connecticut. I, I always find myself having to. No matter what I do, somehow I'm running out of gas in Connecticut all the time. Well, it's usually on the way home. Yeah. That it's happening and like just now we had to get gas and Travis wouldn't even fill the tank because it was in Connecticut and it was more expensive. Yeah, I'm breaking all my rules here. So well, you say. got gas. You just we our, our gas light was our gas on. light was on empty, so we needed gas. So he was really refusing to the very last second, and then finally he put gas in gas, but not even a full tank. So yeah. we'll have to stop what, again. What is your least favorite <laughs> state to drive through? Do you have one? Me? Oh, yeah, sorry. you. I'm talking to the only other person in the car here. <laughs> sorry, I was distracted. Everyone else tweet us, but I'm not getting them in instantly. I am driving and not on my phone. Oh, uh, my least favorite state to drive through? I, I would say Pennsylvania. Okay. Probably. Fair enough. Yeah. It's right. too wide. It does take a long time to get through Pennsylvania. Okay. So, the next one is number eight, and I'm going to let Travis take this one because he has shoes. What? What? <laughs> All right. Well, I just mean when you're driving, if you're on a road trip, you know, I like to drive with sandals most of the time. Usually, we're going somewhere warm. Hopefully, we're going somewhere warm. But I like to, I, I wear flip-flops, my rainbow sandals all the time, even if it is a little cold out. Uh, I also like to drive barefoot. I think that is also illegal. So right, I hope that the police officers that listen to the Extra Pack of Peanuts podcast do not turn me in. But I do like to drive barefoot at times as well. That being said, I think it's important that you bring a pair of shoes with you on a road trip. I know that sounds dumb. A lot of people will have them back. But there have been times where I've gotten stranded. And this wasn't a road trip. Oh, just hit a huge bump. Not a road trip specifically. But one time in high school, I actually did a whole year where I only wore shorts and sandals to high school. Uh, I was a bet with a friend. And we got let out early because we had a bunch of snow. And I ended up having to push a bunch of people's cars out because we were getting dumped with snow and I only had sandals on. And so my feet, I did not get frostbite, but I probably should have. And maybe that would help me learn my lesson. So always have a good sturdy pair of just shoes an extra, in the car? Just a pair of shoes in okay. the car. You know, like something that if your feet get cold, you can put on because you never know what situation you're going to find yourself it's in. True. What if you run out of gas and you have to run to the nearest gas station? It's true. You know? Okay. Shoes. Shoes. Okay. Number nine. Heather doesn't have to worry about that. She always brings like 18 pairs oh, yeah, of shoes with us many. on trips anyway. Shoes are my hardest thing to cut down. I don't know why. Anyway, number nine, pen and paper. Do explain, Travis, when you're well, driving. I think, well, actually, to be fair, he was driving earlier in this road trip and for a second was trying to write at the same well, time. Well, and I, I was like, what I, are you doing? I was trying to write shorthand. <laughs> and if you listen to our other podcast, which was our top 16 U.S. road trips in the summer, 
I just wanted to write down two quick thoughts because Heather had eight and I thought I had six. So I wanted to jot down like just a tiny little memo. So just trying to write really quickly. We were on a highway. There's no one around. Um, <laughs> it didn't Heather, work out Heather well. told me not to. I ended up then not even uh, counting right. And so I ended up with seven. Spoiler alert. But that's not the reason you require pen and paper. Well, What's the real I, reason? When I'm driving... I always have, like, great ideas, or I always have ideas, and so I want to write them down, so if I'm, I mean, if someone's with me, I like to make lists as we drive, I think that's a fun activity on road trips, that's one of my most fun activities, making various lists, like, oh, I don't know, I can think of tons, but, you know, what are your top 10 U.S. states to live in if you can never go outside their borders? That's a big one, that's we a, always I, ask I like that, that question. I won't do it if I'm driving, but have someone jot down lists. Secondary reason for pen and paper. I don't know if I already told Heather this story. But on my first road trip down to Florida with my buddy Dave, we had this taste of freedom. It was the first time that we were going somewhere on a long road trip. And, you know, we're on 95 South and we're driving by. And, you know, you see some of the same cars as you're doing this, this road trip. You know, you keep passing throughout the day. So we kept passing this car of attractive young ladies. And so I remember writing on a piece of paper and putting up against the window saying, where are you headed? Luckily, they did not call the cops. Cell phones were not as ubiquitous as it is. They wrote down that they were getting going here, getting off the next exit, this and that. So it's just kind of fun that we were chatting back and forth that way. Like, it kept the road trip fresh. Not that you have to... You, no, you I don't, don't do that anymore. But well, come on, Hat, that's kind of a fun that, that thing. That is cool. That's fun. Upper level or lower level of George Washington? Upper. Always yeah. Upper. Who goes on the lower level? Is there any reason to go on the lower level? I don't know. I guess if one's backed up or something, but the upper level, you can always see. I know. The upper level, if you guys have not driven it before up the George Washington Bridge, I mean, it stinks to drive on 95, this part of it, and it it is very heavy with traffic a lot, but it is really cool. I I think we take it for granted because we live close enough to New York City, but what a fascinating and really cool city to see even just driving through, um, lit up at night and things like that. So upper level, so, the GW Bridge. So Here another reason for the pen and paper is because a lot of people like to keep a journal or like a road diary, which I know we haven't done lately on any of our big road trips, but it is fun to write down things that happen or like a daily log if you're going on like an extended road trip. I used to write down all, every time I foot up with gas, I would write down where it was, how much I put in the mileage and what the cost was. And it was kind of neat to flip through that when I'd go on other road trips and say, oh, back in Atlanta, Georgia in 2007, it cost X amount per gallon. That was, it was kind of a nice little log book. Yeah, definitely. Heather is now taking a picture out of our front <laughs> bug encrusted window. That's not going to be a good picture. Yeah, it's Over the GW be. Bridge, though. Oh, Manhattan. There you are. There it is. Okay, what's the next one on our list? I don't know. You have the list. Number 10. I got my hands at 10 and 2. Eyes on the road. Well done. Safety and driving. Okay, number 10. Water. Yeah, well, this could have went with the food one, but (laughs) water, definitely. We always get thirsty when we drive, and I hate paying for water. I just think it's pointless to pay for water. I mean, I do it a lot, more than I wish, but, you know, bring some water with you. Yeah, I, I, bring it from a, home if you can. It's you know, the easiest a, way not to stop on a road trip yeah. is, is having water. Because, you know, you might stop on a road trip to eat once or twice if, you take it, if it's a long day of traveling. But if you need water, you're going to be stopping quite often. I, w- I would throw on that 
for safety purposes, it's always good to carry a gallon of water in your car. Again, you never know when you, if you're going to get stranded. Hopefully not. I've never gotten stranded to the point that I've had to dip into that or anything. But you never know when you're going to get stranded or if your car is overheating or anything like that. It's always good to just have a gallon of water in the trunk of your car. Why yeah, not? that's a good tip. Which brings us into our next one, 11, is like a flashlight and an emergency kit. So if you have anything like a little tool kit or like a first aid kit, flashlight, things like that that you might need if something happens with your car. Sure. I think, yeah, there you go. I mean, we don't have one right now. We but. do not. And again, <laughs> do as we say, not as we do. But yeah, those flashlights work really well. And also... There's some of those that actually can work as like a we um, like an air pump. I mean, it's not like a super good compressor, but it can you know if your tires are leaking or they're a little low, it definitely helps to use that sometimes as well. I I think my mom got me one for like my 21st birthday. It's like a flashlight slash air compressor, oh, and it, then it sat in the back handy. of my car and I never used it. But but if you needed it, it would have been there. Okay, number 12. This may seem a little silly, but I like to have napkins or tissues with me in the car on a long road trip because inevitably we spill something or need to blow our... I don't know, whatever. If you're eating that pineapple. <laughs> the pineapple. The pineapple on your road trip. The watermelon. Your, your fingers are going to get sticky. So I just like to have those in the car. All right. All right, and now we get to like kind of the fun part of our list, like the little bit of a different type of things that maybe some other people might not think about. Did, did we not have to pay for the George Washington Bridge? I'm a bit confused. Oh, I don't know. That's a good We point. went over the bridge. I'm pretty sure it's $14, and we haven't paid yet. Are we know, coming maybe up? Maybe the toll is... There's no way we're getting out of, the, of paying. I don't know, but all of a sudden traffic is slowing down, so that's not You're good. Had to stop now. All right. Okay. The fun part of our list fun part of our list at the worst part of our trip okay number 13 is a trivia game please explain trev well a trivia i game. love trivia i love dorky well is any trivia not dorky i, I guess it's all dorky it's that's all the point dirty. of it i love trivia i love geography trivia things like that and road trips are the perfect time to have fun with these type of games so for example what we used to do, and I think this is the next one on the list, possibly, but I used to have an atlas in the car, and before I then realized like what all the biggest cities were in all 50 states, because I played this game so often, I used to quiz my friends, or have my friends quiz me, of what the, you know, would say like, what's the cat, at the top of the atlas, would say what's the capital of the state, and then the biggest city. And a lot of times, the biggest city surprises you, like the biggest city in Ohio had. Do you Toledo? know? And when I say biggest, I mean I, most of the population. Know. Columbus. Columbus. Am I right with that? I might be wrong. I don't know. I think it's Columbus. Probably. So, I see, I'm already slipping because I haven't done it well. But another thing that you can do, bring a, a deck of Trivial Pursuit cards with you or a cranium or any of those type of games or a trivia book. It's just a fun way to pass the time in the car. And if you're with a group of friends, you can even, like, you know, make games with it and things like that. I'm just... I don't know, I'm you all need about the games. To pass things. the time, and other than you know, like playing on your smartphone or something like that, it's fun to just interact and being stuck in the car with other people for an extended period of time is a good excuse to do that. This goes back to the nostalgic thing too. You know, so often I find myself if, I, if I'm driving, Heather's on her phone, or if she's driving, I'm on my phone. We're just doing our own thing. We're reading, checking email, you know, tweeting, Instagramming, whatever it is. 
And that's fine. I mean, especially if you're on a long road trip, you don't have to be talking the whole time. And Heather and I always laugh at each other because people might see us out at restaurants because we travel and work and do everything together. And they might be like, these people have nothing to talk about. They're the people who have nothing to talk about at restaurants. <laughs> it's because we spend every waking hour of your, uh, with each other for like years now. But, you know, it's fine to do that. But I do hearken back to the days when we didn't have smartphones and we couldn't be doing our own thing in the car as much. And you had to, like, play these fun trivia games. Yeah. Basically, we should have called this list, like, the throw it back travel (laughs) road list essentials. Well, it does. It's kind of, to me, it's like it makes an authentic road trip because that's what I remember. We are now completely stuck in traffic. You know we're all about the authenticity at Epop. So that brings us to the next one. We just did the Atlas, right? Or we well, we did trivia. Okay, was Atlas next? Fourteen was Atlas, which I think we've covered. We've covered, (laughs) and it's great because if your phone does die, then you have a map. Right, Atlases are great. Throw one in your car. Get that Rand McNally big one. Yeah, and I like it when it's the spiraled one because then it doesn't rip as easily as like the old bound one. Definitely the spiral one. Just spend the extra couple dollars. Now you know what to get me for Christmas, guy. I was going to say guys, like they're going to send me a, a an atlas and a Rand McNally spiral at, <laughs> atlas in the mail. Now you know what to get me, Heather, or any really nice listeners. <laughs> okay, the next one, number 15, is a book or a magazine. So if you're sick of playing those trivia games or you don't feel like talking to your husband or wife anymore, yeah. just read a book. Yeah, we just talked about, <laughs> you know, how we were trying, you know, the interaction stuff on road trips and things like that, but... Yeah, I love having a book with me. And I don't necessarily love reading in the car. I, I can't do it that well. I know some people get really sick reading in the car. I yeah. used to get really sick. I, I'm okay with it now. I'm yeah. better as I've gotten older. But just having a book is nice, especially you know if you take rest stops or you want to take a break. If you are on a super long road trip and you want to break it up, you know, you can stop for 10 minutes, yeah. just stretch your legs, maybe, you know, read a little bit. Just let your mind kind of wander. And, of course, if you're not driving, you can read as well. Yeah. No, I don't recommend reading and driving. That's quite Probably difficult. not a good idea. Probably not a good idea. Okay. Number 16. Interesting road map books. So explain this a little bit. Well, we didn't know what to call this, did we? No, but you had a friend who had this book. A, re- a really good friend of mine named Mike had this awesome book, and he lived in Florida. So one of the reasons why I always road trip down to Florida was to visit him or drive him back down, or the first time he actually moved down there, I drove him down. And he had this really cool book that I don't know what they're called. I wish I could remember it. I actually then stole it from them and then lost it. So I feel bad. Sorry, Mike. Mm. But it's it was like an atlas in that it had a lot of the major roads. You could get them for different regions and things like that. I think his was like an East Coast region. Um, one, and it would give you all the roads and then it would tell you what was off each exit. So if we were driving down 95, and again, a lot of this pre-cell phone days and things like that, you're driving down 95 and you know, you think you gotta stop to eat soon, you wanna stop to get gas, but you know, you wanna make sure there's something good to eat there. So what we'd do is we'd look in this book and it was cool, it'd say exit, you know, 125, and this is the exit you're looking for. Here's the seven things off this exit. And so it was, it was fun because you know, you wanted to make sure, like we said, you yeah. wanted to make sure you're getting something good to eat or stopping at the right place. And uh, and then it had like attractions and different things. Yeah. Like if you go seven miles off the exit, this is here. So it was a 
That's, it was really cool. That is really cool because, of course, now you have Yelp and you have all these apps on your phone. But literally, that takes a long time sometimes because you don't know exactly, you know, what the name of the town might be or you don't know what's around there. And so you're, you have, like, three different things open on your phone just to try and to find a place to eat or what to do. Yeah, I wonder if they, I mean, if they've turned this book thing into an app. I, I would guess they probably have. If anyone knows, let us know. Put it in the comments of the show notes, uh, extrapackofpeanuts.com slash pods. Tweet us at Pack of Peanuts. Let us know because this was an awesome book. And if I could get my hands on one of them or if they have an app version even, it's just, it's neat because it had a lot of good information. Yeah, it didn't mean that we had to get on our phones and things like that. What are you doing? I'm the first one in New Jersey. Ah, we play a little game that I got from my parents. (laughs) I was driving and preoccupied and podcasting. I'm doing two things. Where, you know, when you cross the state line, you stick your hand out and you try to be the first one in that state. I so won. you beat me into New Jersey. I didn't even know we were, well, I guess, yeah, George Washington, so then we now crossed we're in New, New Jersey. Jersey. I'm just wondering where we have to pay for this toll. There's there's no way we get away with not paying a toll. I'm I almost don't know. positive. It's you been to... so long since we've been over this bridge. Maybe you don't need All it. All right, let's I keep this list yeah, going. Okay, sorry, so that everyone. weird map atlas exit guide. <laughs> exit guide for the highway. Okay. Number 17, and this might sound a little bit corny, but it's true. You need a sense of adventure slash flexibility. When I told Heather to write this on the list, she said, that is so, what did you say? I don't remember. Lame, not lame, corny, yeah, whatever it was. I, You know, when you're on a road trip, a lot of times, like for example, this road trip, we're going from her parents' house in New Hampshire down to our house in Philadelphia. So... It's not a road trip in S- in the sense that, like, it's adventurous really for us. But stuff always pops up. And especially if you're taking a road trip for a road trip's sake, a lot of times, you know, we get caught up in, I got to get here the fastest, boom, 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 boom. You know, like, you always, you want to get there the fastest or the quickest way. I have found some of my best travel experiences, not just best road trip experience, but best travel experiences overall have come when... I'm driving down this road. I'm not exactly sure where we are. And you see a sign and you pull off and you go do something crazy. Like, for example, in Georgia, there was the world's smallest church. I wasn't looking for it. I don't even remember where it was. But we were on a road trip down to Florida. For some reason, we were on this more back road in Georgia. I think we had got off an exit. And it said the world's smallest church. And we drove out of our way to see it. And it was awesome. It was very small. It's cool. And like when my parents, when we lived in Pennsylvania and we would go back to New Hampshire to visit family when I was a child, my parents would, it would be a long trip for all of us in the car. You know, I had a lot of siblings and sometimes we would be driving through states like Vermont and we'd see something on the, you know, on an exit sign that seemed interesting and we would just get off and we would explore this little teeny tiny town or do something that kind of breaks up the trip. And so it is adventurous and then it makes things, it might add an hour to your trip, but it adds experience too. And I think that's the point of a road trip when we're talking about actually going and taking a road trip is that you're not exactly sure what you're going to see. And to me, that's why that first road trip to Florida was so much better than really any subsequent ones is because I had no idea what I was getting into when I was doing it, you know, and every time since then, you you kind of have a little bit more of an idea because you've done it before. And of course you run into more different things, but I think you do have to have that sense of adventure where if you see a sign for something like, just go try it out. uh, Yesterday I was on my bike, biking to the beach 
and I saw a sign that said the world's largest arcade. So I, you know, this isn't really a road trip, but it's the same idea. I pulled off on my bike. I'm like, no way. Like, this, I, you know, and I was supposed to meet you guys there. I'm like, I don't, well, they're going to be late anyway because they're always late. So I pulled <laughs> off, and this arcade was amazing. It was not only huge, but it also had an arcade museum in it. So I spent half an hour in there, like, wandering through all these crazy old arcade games. They have, like, tournaments. It was just... It was really neat and really cool, and it's just this little off-the-beaten-path, quirky thing to that area of New Hampshire that I never would have, like, seen had I not gone right past it and decided to actually get off. But I almost didn't, for whatever reason. I'm like, ah, no, I gotta get on my way. It's like, no, you don't. No, you don't. Especially if you're on a road trip. Usually you don't. Okay. Yeah, that would have been a good place to end it, but then we do have this last one, number 18. Well, this is important. But this is important, and that is having some cash on you. And I know that we are always talking about credit cards and how we hardly ever have cash on us, but especially this trip not having an easy pass, you just need cash. You need cash for emergencies. You need cash for tolls. Do as we say, not as we do once again two weeks ago. We got oh in the car gosh. to go to the Jersey Shore from Philadelphia, and we did not have, we we had to pay a $3 toll, <laughs> and we did not have $3 on us no. anywhere. No, we I had was like $2. in my purse. I couldn't even find enough change to make up a dollar. So we get up to the toll plaza, and we're like, listen, we don't have cash for this toll. The woman had to ma- write us out like a special oh. receipt that we had to either send in the mail within 48 hours or if we were coming back through the toll and within 48 hours we could pay it then which we did which we did and then somehow we had to pay another toll that was a dollar 25 oh because we didn't pay that first one right then we had enough to get through the second toll because it was less so just bring some cash again we yeah we are notorious for never having cash on us Oh, that's a yawn I no, see no, I'm sorry. coming from the co-pilot's chair. I'm sorry. We are notorious for not having cash on us. It's a good idea to have some cash on you. Even in the US when you can use credit for almost anything, you never know when you're gonna find yourself in a little bit of a bind or something like that. So yeah, just carry some cash. I mean what? At least I, you know, care, have a twenty on you. Yeah. There's not going to be many things you can't do with twenty dollars bill when it's it comes true. to tolls. So, this is in Japan, where yeah. like every minute you drive on the highways, it's <laughs> off. Yeah, for real. So that basically concludes our essential travel checklist for road trips. And I have to say that we have hit a small bit of traffic due to construction, which is moving along now. Finally. But. The silver lining with that is that we can see the skyline of New York City. So if you're stuck in traffic, at least you have a nice view, right? Yeah. There's always a silver lining when you're on a road trip. And that silver lining is you're on a road trip. Yeah. Right? You're not sitting behind a desk. Yeah, you can't beat it. So there you guys have it, our 18 essential items to bring on any road trip. The road trip survival kit. We are doing this as we're driving in our little Mini Cooper S, not even ours, our friend's little Mini Cooper S that we traded him a bottle of really nice tequila from Mexico <laughs> in order to use it for two weeks. Always use the barter system, folks, if you can. And if you're a traveler, you'll probably find that comes in handy. So thank you guys so much. What do you use on a road trip? What do you bring? What snacks do you have? Let us know. Of course, you can tweet us. I want to know if you're a Windows Down or an AC person. That's, that's kind of the big road trip question to me. Because we've made it work. Opposites attract, right, Ed? Yeah, that's for sure. As we say, you're a Western European girl. I'm an Eastern European boy. 
You're an air-conditioned girl. I'm a windows-down, wind-in-my-hair type guy slash in my beard. So there you guys have it. Let us know. ExtraPackOfPeanuts.com slash pods. Tweet us at Pack of Peanuts. If you haven't caught our other road trip sessions, we did the 16 best summer road trips in the U.S. And a tiny bit in Canada that had it snuck in. in America. In America. In, in the great continent of North America, not including Mexico. So check that out. You can get that or any of the other podcasts, as I mentioned, at extrapackofpeanuts.com slash pods. A big shout out to our sponsor, Tortuga. What does this say? Turnpike South. Whoa. Whoa. There we go. Exit. All right. <laughs> A little bit of crazy driving. Remember, guys. <laughs> Luckily, there are no cars there. I don't know what's happening. There's a huge sign that says roadway closed. Do not enter. Oh, I didn't see that. I just saw Turnpike South and then whipped it over about four lanes of traffic. Thank you, Minnie. It's like riding on rails here. Good thing we didn't have a Jeep Cherokee or something like that. We better sign off. I was in the middle of saying Tortuga Backpacks, our sponsor. Go to TortugaBackpacks.com. Use the promo code F-E-P-O-P, E-P-O-P, all capitals. What will they get? 10% 10% off 10% their entire <laughs> she's laughing I think she's a little scared that was a bit of a maneuver thank you guys so much thank you for the support as always thank you for making us the number one rated travel podcast on iTunes and until next time as long as we make it happy free travels happy safe travels I'll show you Paris too.